G'day, my name is James Baldwin and you're listening to Australia's favourite Formula One podcast, Oz F1. Well, it's certainly a very interesting time to be alive, isn't it? So many things which are unprecedented are happening. The stoppage of the Formula One Grand Prix here in Australia, the cancellation of at least most of the Grand Prix until midway through this year, toilet paper madness... Shops being run out of all kinds of groceries, most of which don't make total sense if we are prepping for the end of the world. But hey, at least we have each other and we share this passion for Formula One. So sit back, relax, at least for the next little while, as we unpack the disappointment that was the Australian Grand Prix. And joining me in the Oz F1 journey about potentially Formula One, although we're not that sure about what the hell is going to be happening for at least for the first half of this year, are my friends and yours, the two very pissed off Thomases, Tommy T and Thomas J. Camp. Boys, hello to you. How are you, mate? G'day. Boys. Well, look, it's uh, it's been an interesting couple of days, hasn't it? Uh, you and the three of us were all talking in a, in a chat as I was driving down from New South Wales to the track, uh, left home at... Uh, about 7 o'clock in the morning and three hours in, I'm getting messages from Campy saying, not really sure what's going on. Tommy's telling me to turn around. And, of course, by the time midday rolls around, everything has been cancelled. There were rumours flying around everywhere, boys. I think we need to bloody talk about what the hell was going on in the Australian Grand Prix, which, of course, didn't happen. Just pull some heartstrings, some more heartstrings before you go, mate. We're real depressed for you that you had to drive all the way from Canberra to Melbourne. (laughs) Not. Yeah, not only that. It was the fact that I. It's the fact that I had to converse with you for more than five minutes. Yeah, I think we we spoke. Oh, sorry, Cam. You're just going through a black spot, mate. I was just, oh, just, 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 piss off. There's Cam, not that many tunnels though, is there? I want to talk to you. Call yeah, him. Hey, Cam. Coronavirus is pretty serious. Oh, this media spin. I tell you what. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's just it's just uh, the media. Yeah. Media, I, hey. I, I can absolutely serious. I can absolutely assure you that's what our conversation was. It's, ah, this is pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> this is crap. What the hell are we doing this for? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, boys, I think it's really important to talk about leadership at this point. And indeed, just from my point of view, a complete absence of it. We have three organisations trying to lead up the Australian Grand Prix. We had the FIA, John Todd. We had Chase Carey and Formula One. And we had the OzGP organisation with Andrew Westacott as the CEO and Paul Little as the chair of the board. Never has there been such a time in Formula One to display amazing and excellent leadership. Leadership that is akin to what Toto Wolff would be saying to his team in Mercedes Garage, to any of the, the chairs of any boards around the world that would make the sense to say that this is more than just about money. This is more than just about commercial TV rights. This is more than just about what we need to do to survive as a inverted commas corporation. I'll tell you what, boys, I am totally, totally disappointed in Paul Little, in Andrew Westacott, in Chase Carey and John Todd to the point that Daniel Andrews had to step in as the Premier of the State of Victoria to say, this isn't going ahead. 
What an absolute joke. What a farce this Grand Prix was. If you don't think that that was handled at the best of your ability and you're the CEO or you're the chair of the board, then you need to take a hard look at yourself and take a step back from that position. Because I tell you what, you haven't done a good enough job. You have disappointed fans. You have disappointed drivers. You have disappointed the public. And you have disappointed, hopefully, each other. Commentators like us, all of it. It's just not good enough. If you think it's okay to stay where you are in that position and just say, oh, well, everything's in a very fluid situation. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, decision is better than indecision. You should have made the decision a long time before people rocked up at the gates. It should have been cancelled the week before. We knew that this was going to happen. Nothing really could have prepared us for it, but i tell you what would have made it a lot better, communication. Absolute communication. Also, wearing something that's not a white pant and white shirt situation, Chase Kerry, I don't know where the hell you came from in terms of thinking that was a good idea to put on for, to calm everyone down, but it certainly didn't mean that just bloody added to my annoyance. Boys, I can't get over it. It's just, it was absolute farce. A massive, massive bonus though for teams like McLaren. Uh, We heard, of course, Lewis Hamilton criticizing why everything was going ahead. uh, And there were reports of phone calls from Mercedes to the FIA were going on saying this simply can't go ahead. What an absolute joke it was. So so many disappointed fans. I was walking around the streets of Melbourne. There were so many people in merch, all kinds of team merch, just looking really sad and, well, just disappointed, as I said, about what was going on and the lack of communication. Let's take a listen to what was actually said. Well, good good morning. Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name's Andrew Westercott, Chief Executive of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. With me, person well-known to everybody, is uh, Mr Chase Carey, CEO and Chairman of Formula One. On my right, Mr Paul Little, AO, Chairman of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, and Michael Massey, the FIA Formula One Race Director. To our race fans, um, I'd like to say uh, we're terribly disappointed that the event can't go ahead. The reasons for that are well known and I'm sure there'll be questions about that shortly. But from the Australian Grand Prix point uh, point of view, I just want to say sorry to our fans and um, the health and safety and welfare of teams and uh, people, uh, the community generally has to take precedence and it will and has. And uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully being able to uh, run this event at some later stage. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, First and foremost, I want to add our thoughts with those, the individuals that have uh, been infected um, by this. Um, Also want to express our disappointment on behalf of the fans. Um, This is a race we always look forward to. Um, Great fans here. Um, We're sorry not to have it. But it's been a very fluid situation. Um, I think we've made the right decisions. We've worked well with our partners. I think we're all disappointed to not have it. Um, but these are challenging times, and I think we've made the decisions we have to make. Talk about disappointing fans. But not only that, making them line up past the opening time for the gates on many of the different gates and then just coming up with a megaphone. And this poor bloke, whoever's delivering that news, is probably being absolutely berated. Yeah. Very, I'm sure he was glad that you weren't there um, rallying <laughs> the troops to try and take Mate. the track back for the people. Mate, anarchy. That's what I wanted. Anarchy. <laughs> Campy would have been with the pitchfork at the front of the back. Anarchy at the Melbourne GP. What do you take yeah. on it, boys? Because I, oh. I think it's a significant failure on behalf half of OzGP. I don't care who's responsible and for the money and everything else. Imagine how much money people have wasted. If they even if they'd announced it the day before, people could have changed I, their plans. Not not knowing enough of the inside, I think 
which is not what we want to hear as fans, but it came down to money a lot of it, as we heard Lewis say, as we had a few of the drivers kind of hint at. I think the problem was if it was cancelled, who is fitting the bill for the lack of Grand Prix running? Is Melbourne fitting the bill because they've paid F1 to be here? Is F1 not fulfilling services? All these kind of things. So I feel like that was the hold-up with deciding where yeah. the money came from and who was paying for what before the decision was made. So they were trying to hang on as long as they could and possibly run something just to try and regain anything. But unfortunately, it's come down to money, which is not what we want to hear as fans, obviously, but I suppose we can understand. Well, money talks, bullshit walks, and (laughs) I can tell you what. As soon as that McLaren team member had been diagnosed with having COVID-19 or whatever they want to call it, that was when the race was off straight away. There was an agreement made between all the teams straight away then that regardless of the politics that's going on behind closed doors, what the governing bodies say, the teams weren't going to race because they said it wasn't fair and it was putting us at unnecessary risk. So whatever Mr. – what is his name? Paul Little or John yeah. Paul Little? Ex-Essendon. Uh, yeah, he club. was also the CEO. So scandal follows this guy everywhere he goes and he's <laughs> clearly incompetent in the way he handles it. <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> what do you really think? He's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a yeah. great chrome dome to go with it. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, the Essendon Football Club is the Australian Football League and they had a saga about drug cheating about four five years ago. It's and it just, still running it now. It just basically. dragged on for yeah. about five years, way too long. And Anyway, Mr. John Little was at the head of it and he didn't Paul Little. Paul Little. <laughs> John, I actually Leave know John, John Little. He's a bit of a knob too, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just got sideswiped for no reason, but all right. <laughs> Great construction manager, that guy. Give him a shout out. Um, anyway, I'm digressing. Um, so the teams have made their decisions. We had Kimi Raikkonen and Sebastian Vettel fly out Friday morning, 6am, on an Emirates flight to Dubai, which we had a picture of the flight manifest with their names on as well. So... Side note, Campy actually is the first time he's ever used Photoshop and he started that rumour and just started spreading that image around going, oh, look (laughs) look at this, Kimmy's off, wow, bugger it, the whole thing. Too much credit, he doesn't know how to use Photoshop. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is regardless of the (laughs) politicking and what we saw on Thursday night and Friday morning from the governments, from the governing bodies, even our Premier, Mr Daniel Andrews, who did a terrible job at best, um, look, the race was never going to go ahead anyway, so... yeah. It was all about perception and how we make this look to our fans and well, the monetary side of the sport too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we had, we had V8 supercars out on the grid ready to run. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we were ready to roll. Like They were running the event until literally they weren't. So yeah. there was a real lack of communication coming down from the top who were making decisions because everyone out on the floor was still doing what they were supposed to do short of letting fans in. Were you there on Friday taking photos? Nah, or? I, didn't, I didn't get there on Friday. Um but the V8 supercars ran. They did, they did two practices race. and they did qualifying. On Thursday, right? On Thursday, yeah. uh, running into – because they run over the whole weekend as well. Yeah. But they were there ready Friday morning and then basically just got the call off and told to go home. Yeah, a bit of a bummer too. We didn't get to see the Formula 5000 race that yeah. is uh, Australia's premier single-seater yep. category. And we so actually had a couple, couple of, of extra F2 drivers were in there. and X-Drives too. We had Fisichella yep. and uh, – not sure. Uh, Rubens. There was, there was Rubens, Jack Aiken from Rubens, right. F2, yeah. and there was yeah. a few. There was a few names that we were excited to see in that. Yeah, it was a good start for them yeah. to come out. That's good progress for them because yep. it's based on that um, Formula Two chassis as well. Yeah, so different motors, but that was a bit different of a show. Motors. We didn't get to see that, but um, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, moving forward, I'd, boys, I don't think we get to see. They're well, saying de- it's the FIA or the Formula One Association has come out and said we're not going to see any Grand Prix. 
until May or June, which is the start of the European rounds. Um, I look. I don't think we're going to get a season. I think we'll get a race this year, just the way it's playing out. Yeah, it's. Um, I I think it's if it gets too far down, if we get towards the mid-season break and we still haven't had a race, is there really any point? When the regulations are changing, when all these things are changing, do they cut their losses? I don't know. Well, it's not just cutting their losses. You look at a team like a team like Williams, who depends on the money that they actually get from the prize pools and the kitties that go around. Prize from... pools for Williams, mate. No, but like just for <laughs> attending an event, yeah. there's a kitty that they get money from, and that you know that. Yeah. I think Brundle Martin Brundle alluded to that's about thirty five to forty percent of their operating yep. you know, wow. capacity for the year. Not that they have to spend that money to go racing at the moment. But, but it's they're all relying the on that. They're, they're relying on that money, you know, regardless yeah. of whether they go racing anyway. So we could see a couple of teams fold, possibly. Uh, we know the Stroll Consortium will be fine financially. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Wild assumption. Welcome to OzFS, yes. where the facts are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> it's, got some, it's got some real world ramifications for yeah. a lot of people, I think. Mm. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at people like Nicholas Latifi and a whole bunch of other new drivers, even Esteban Ocon, are these guys even going to be paid for for a new contract if they're not actually racing? I, I mean, you know, I would assume there's, oh, a, be, there's a match a match fee kind of race fee like most contracts are built in. Like it's no agreed idea. upon that there's a however many million you get paid per year, but I think that's dependent on racing every single race, and there'd be some kind of percentage of it built into a, a race fee. But I don't know. Absolutely it's, it's, no it's going to be idea. interesting because there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, if you look at the OzGP just as an example, you've got all of these food vendors who had spent thousands of dollars on food and, you know, they would have relied heavily on that weekend after spending a lot of money just to have the the spot to sell hamburgers and whatever else gone. Uh, and that's coming out of the, the Australian bushfire season, which cancelled music events and similar situations down in Lawn where they, you know, vendors are like, well, what are we supposed to do with all this bread and meat and everything else? So that's really sad for them. Like, that small business element sucks and a just lot for, those, for them. Just for that, just for our international li- listeners, those bushfires were blown out of proportion a bit as well. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Campy. You don't live <laughs> in the south coast of New South Wales. They weren't. Uh, uh, if you haven't realised, Campy and Tommy uh, back down in Melbourne, and I'm up in New South Wales in the south coast, and the the devastation up here is pretty significant. Uh, oh yeah, not I'm be. not saying it's not. <laughs> just wasn't as bad as what they made it out to be. We get bush Well, the media is very year. good, isn't it, Campy? How good is the media We've, reporting the, the facts? The media is a shit show. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I'm calling it. This this isn't even a Campy Calls It podcast. Donald, like, Donald J. Camp over here is just <laughs> going on about the media. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Just <laughs> oh. oh, <laughs> oh, that is great. Kevy, Kevy, Kevy. Exclusively listen to Sky News and Alan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Well, boys, uh, look, we're going to still uh, attempt to, to have some sort of content for for this year. So, listeners, fear not, OzF1 has your back. We're trying to figure out what exactly that looks like, but uh, we will bring you regular content as we can. Boys, it's a bloody shame, really. Mm. Um, 
If you haven't uh, checked out so far, there are random things going on. Uh, WTF1 did a Twitter poll uh, yesterday to to see who would win based on last year's Grand Prix uh, starting grid. Um, oh. Happy happy to report that Carlos Sainz was the victor in that race. Yes. Uh, if you didn't check it out, go onto WTF1's Twitter account and they offered three scenarios, uh, I think about seven or eight times to see who would uh, who would win and everyone voted and uh, it's pretty funny just <laughs> it's sort of the underlying current of what people want one of the first options for example was uh, Lewis Hamilton crashes out on the first corner and that was an overwhelming support <laughs> wow which wow. says a lot about how much people are bored of him winning well, what, all the what time is it, what is interesting is that Hamilton hasn't won a race in Melbourne in the turbo hybrid era it's been a while no, he hasn't. Yeah. Like in that turbo, he's had hybrid. one win in Melbourne, but it was before the hybrid era. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Interesting enough, no teammate has uh, been within three tenths of him in qualifying. But he's either. been on pole the last four, five, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's been right had, up there. Rosberg I think, had yeah, two poles, yep. I think. But but since then, like we've had Seb win three here, and it was Bottas last year, and the two years before that, it was Seb. Yeah. So Hamilton just can't get it done on on Sundays in Melbourne. Don't know. Maybe he has a big Saturday night. Let's just leave it there. I'll leave it there. Allegedly <laughs> speculate some crazy did he, scenario. Did he get arrested for doing burnouts or something? Uh, like that's a, right. In an AMG. Mate, we live in the biggest nanny state of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If Cam becomes to power, you will be given an AMG Merc and you'll be expected to do burnouts in the middle of the right. road. All right. Just I'm looking forward to his election campaign, Donald J. Yes, Camp. Yes, me too. Donald J. Camp. Boys, well, I think what we need to do is potentially put an Oz F1 spin on the Oz GP and give the fans something to talk about. Uh, and we can do the same for Bahrain and the rest of the races. The Vietnamese, the first Vietnamese Grand Prix of the year. But indeed, let's talk about Australia first. What do we think would have happened? We were just talking that uh, Lewis Hamilton has never won in the turbo hybrid era. So that can be a good indicator to start off talking about it. Valtteri Bottas obviously was like a man possessed last year, Tommy, when we were standing on 9 and 10 he was just going hard. I think he kind of would have been the same in this year. So as we do our potential virtual recap of the Australian 2020 Grand Prix, let's talk about Mercedes. We'll go from the front to the potential back. Uh, I reckon Valtteri would have definitely had a crack. Lewis probably would have cracked under pressure again because he was too busy worrying about himself (laughs) as always. Well, I actually had to write some uh, synopsises for a, a betting website. Oh, yeah. Tell the fans about that. We've sold ourselves <laughs> <laughs> sold our souls to the gambling companies. No, we, we love this gambling company. Yeah, uh, ethically yes. the best. Yeah, for sure. Massive research. Legends. <laughs> um, no, we had a good friend reach out and ask me to write some synopsises for uh, Betfair. So I spent a lot of time looking into this. But I, I reckon uh, if I would have gone with... Um, Lewis to win. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think he, the last five or, five or so years, he's just kind of been close, not quite not quite there. I just don't think he was going to give uh, Valtteri a look in this year. Yeah, look, all hypotheticals. I'm going to go for a Danny Rick, Kimmy one, two. <laughs> that's, that's what would have happened. What would have happened, mate? Would have seen the shoey on Australian soil. Oh, crowd would have gone ballistic. That's oh, what we wanted. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And that would have said all my bold predictions in the preseason uh, podcast would have come true. And, and what about third, race. Campy? What about third? You got to pick oh, a third if we're going to go this far. Don't, don't, don't really care. Oh, it would have been Max for sure. 
Ah. Max was on the podium. Come on. I would. Well, I would have been. No, if Danny Rick and Kimmy were one two, it means the strategy's gone wrong. Uh, the strategies would have been all over the joint. There would have been heaps of crashes and <laughs> yes. safety cars, which probably means Stroll got it right and got it third. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Starting from the back, of course. Danny Rick's won it on a three stop. Out qualified by. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we, did, we did have Our rain, didn't we? Our Latifi and Russell. Yeah. <laughs> we there had was rain, rain on right. Sunday yeah. when I, when yeah, I was flying out. There was rain. And so that would have mm. been a, an, a very interesting interesting time. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. bloody Ricardo could have got up there. But that's okay. I mean, does that sort of lie into your F1 fantasy team there, Campy, by any chance? Uh, I didn't start one. <laughs> Because I knew this race wasn't going ahead before You time. are full of I'm it. I'm predicting. <laughs> he, he was so correct with his fantasy, he didn't pick a team. <laughs> He's leading the world in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, oh. I just, I think that's great. We'll talk about fantasy in a sec because our little league is, is definitely growing. Tommy T, so you think Lewis would have won. What about the rest of the grid? I said, I reckon Lewis, Valtteri, then Max, and I reckon we would have had Danny Rick in the points was how I kind of phrased uh what I was thinking for the weekend. Yeah. You know one 100%. positive to come out of this weekend for Ferrari? Is that they, they don't have to, to show they yeah. don't have to show how far behind they are this year. Yeah. And this could be a blessing in disguise for an organization like Ferrari yep. and where they sit at the moment. Well, funnily don't worry, enough. They will use this as an excuse. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think they orchestrated it, but they'll use it. Well, so. they were one of the teams like with a bit of uh uneasiness going into the weekend because of the, the COVID-19. Turns out it was McLaren that was the first one to kind of speak up and say what happened, but we don't know really who was the first kind of to have a team member involved. But we thought it was going to be Ferrari that was affected. Turns out McLaren was the one that pulled the pin first. Mm. Good, I think good for McLaren. I think they got it in front of it. I think that's probably one thing that was handled well. I think they handled it well. Both the drivers are out with a statement straight away. Same with the team kind of going, this is happening, we're going team and – Employees first, really sad, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, well, I think for this race, look, I take your point about Lewis Hamilton, but I don't want him to win a seventh world championship. So Valtteri, I want to win, or at least should have won. He Again, I just feel like he would have come out like a man possessed last year, and um, he might not have taken pole, but certainly the race could have been a strategy thing. It could have been, uh, as per the Twitter poll with WTF, one Lewis crashing out. Obviously, Ferrari going nowhere near fast enough for, for any of this. So probably a Valtteri Lewis one, two, and it's hard to, to say anyone really, but Max, isn't it for third, just uh, the shape of the Red Bull for testing at least was really, really strong. I think Danny Rick in the points, absolutely. The, the McLarens uh, and Albon, though it's really hard to look at. I mean, Alpha Tori were looking great with testing. So a racing point in terms of the midfield. So we could have, it just would have been really interesting to see, the mid pack there, but tell you what, the Alfatori merch though of what I saw of it on people walking around Melbourne afterwards looked really bloody good indeed. That Danny Rick sad. merch looks so good too. Yeah, I got my brand <laughs> yeah, Danny Rick t-shirt that arrived. <laughs> bloody hell! It literally arrived Friday at about eleven, so I would have been primed to wear it on Saturday. Just after really everything was cancelled. Yeah, great, love that. Just after everything is cancelled, love it. Yeah. Well, look, we can, we'll talk about the other races further down the line. But, boys, uh, I just want to jump across to the, the Fantasy League. If you have uh, started a Fantasy team, uh, you're already winning against Campy because uh, he hasn't. <laughs> there is there is 13, uh, 13 teams. So uh, a big shout-out to you Good. guys if you're doing it. Some of my favourite uh, team names by Lauren.
Warren, ain't no Verstappen me. That's bloody fantastic. Um, and David David Munnis has put racing joint, uh, which I love as well. So that's that's really great. If you uh, want to jump onto our F1 Fantasy League, uh, whenever the hell that starts, uh, we're not sure. It just says uh, yeah. Saddle pop up saying that it's going to start when the first race is announced, wherever that is going to be. Uh, the code is in our description. Uh, you can jump on there or jump on our website, www.ozf1.com.au, and you can find the link in there. Uh, Campy, I reckon you should probably set up a bloody podcast, <laughs> a podcast, set up a bloody team so the podcast looks like we're actually credible. How's that for an idea? And you said you won last year anyway. I did, so I'm going out Says on top. Who? I'm retiring on top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just call me Nico Rosberg. Just win once and bail. <laughs> no, I can't to, do that because you. I can't do that because the podcast is the podcast is too good to call you Nico Rosberg. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, your ability oh, to come on. His podcast is, is way terrible. too good. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm terrible. not going to call Campy that because. Our podcast is actually fairly decent. Hey, uh, if uh, if you've left a review for us as well, uh, thank you. Big shout out to a couple of people. Dan Patsky uh, yeah, from the been, last podcast. We've been fact check. We ate it. <laughs> Steiner is Italian. He was born in Italy. It would fit perfectly in Ferrari. Not only are we being fact checked, my point is being established. So, uh, Ferrari, Damn. if you're listening, of course you are. Uh, you need to sort yourself out before June. Uh, get rid of Where's Wally, and you can certainly put in uh, Gunter. I'm sure he's looking for a new job. <laughs> yeah, um, and you just sign Danny Rick when you're there. Because let's be honest, boys, if Danny Rick went to Ferrari with Gunter, now that would be a hell of a time. Uh, Belly33 and Steve O'Champ, both loving the podcast as well. Uh, Belly says, more campy calls it, please. Well, I think, Ooh. Belly, that is probably what is going to be happening because right. uh, unfortunately oh, oh. we don't have anything to talk about otherwise. Oh, no. Belly real well. That guy is one of the great men. One of the greats. <laughs> How <laughs> much did you pay? That was a paid review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no need to Worth pay. It though. No need to pay. I'll pick that guy's up. I'll pick that guy up three consecutive weekends from the Mornington Cop Shop, six AM on a Sunday morning. <laughs> He's one of the great performers. Wow. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to chuck the word allegedly in there, Kevin? Or no, you're good. Yeah, right? this is factual. This was about ten years <laughs> ago. <laughs> oh well, Jeez. I think uh, I think it man. might be. I think it might be time to end, boys. Well, look, yes. if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please uh, feel free to subscribe. Check out our new website where you can have a look at Campy's beautiful face. I will uh, be tweeting uh, and putting up on Instagram some of the other photos that he sent me to put up on the website uh, a little bit later on uh, in this month. Boys, it's going to be an interesting time ahead. Uh, make sure you wash your hands, which is the Australian government's point of view. Everyone else is closing everything down. Just make sure you wash your hands if you're in Australia. And she'll be right, mate. Yeah, we'll can I just... So before we go, can I just say, hey, stay safe out there. You know, act with some common sense and don't buy into the fear mongering that's going on. I think everything's going to be pretty good. We're going to be pretty right. We've got definite turbulent times ahead. But we'll be sitting here in six months and we'll be having a laugh. But just, you know, by all means, don't take anything we say with any grain of seriousness about coronavirus. Grain of seriousness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what called Campy's podcast. Grain of seriousness. Jeez, I can't even get my words out. Hey, so we're just trying to get, you know, make you laugh through this with a bit of an F1 bent. So, yeah. yeah. Stay safe. Get through it. And make sure you wash your hands. Boys, absolute pleasure. I will talk to you in self-isolation next time. <laughs> Isn't that all of Canberra? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not in fucking Canberra. <laughs>